0: International, me. What about your other? If they did, I tell them you're a stranger in here I'm gonna be creeping on you so hard. You're seducing to bed pop stars
1: and wrecking your Hey, friends. Welcome to another episode of Leading the Blind This week we have Vanessa Marie Gonzalez on And this was such a wonderful conversation One of my very favorites so far And we talked a lot about writing process In a way that was really interesting to me Especially how storytelling uh, informs stand-up for her And I think for any of us who are interested in stepping up our games So, enjoy! It would relieve her like when she was having an auto-sticky um, you know yeah like one of those outbursts like kind of where you're just like i don't know what you probably don't have asperger's so but (laughs) i even know what she's talking about like i get these every now and then where you're just like can't control my i don't know how to articulate and i can always articulate and so you're just like "Mm." um so she found that if she so she needed someone to like hug her or hold her um but that's kind of awkward to do and there's not always a person around so she was like she realized that like her the horses that she took care of, like also, like the more confined they are, the more like they calm down.
2: Thunder jackets. I don't what know you're talking
1: about? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think they've they've are like they, like
2: heavy. They're for dogs. Yeah, you use them in dogs too. Yeah. And so I think
1: tight. they've improved the technology, but she just devised this thing uh-huh. where, um, she she took like the horse stall and made this thing so she could pull this like rope that, and it would cause the thing to squeeze around her, and so wow. she was like, you know, might just found that i needed to be squeezed when i had these things and so yeah. can't always have someone hug me so i just created a horse doll and just did this and it calms me down and so yeah
2: wow so
1: i was just thinking what if that's how they she she was really time. just masturbating and right. <laughs> she was like uh, a it's,
2: it's just the thing she i had.
1: found that i need to come in order to calm down
2: so. <laughs> yeah. don't we all yeah. Oh, yeah there was a there's well, working with kids like I saw, like, the, some kids would bring, like, a weighted blanket because they just could not, um, like, go to sleep, and, and the, the weight on them would, like, just kind of soothe them.
1: That's what they would Anyone's, say, but they are really just
2: masturbating time? under the. Yeah, they're like, I don't want you to see. Yeah, <laughs> There's all those,
3: That's like, smart. new tech things you can, like, kickstart that are the same thing where it's, like, the, it's, like, a whole blanket made out of the one that they use at the, when they put it on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, The
1: x-ray blanket. X-ray thing.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's
1: like that. That does, it is very calming. I like that right. blanket. Swaddling. Yeah. it yeah. was you
2: also swaddle this yourself. thing where it was like, uh, so kids don't touch themselves. Oh. It was like a Christian thing where like. Like a cross. strap their <laughs> arms to the side. <laughs> and it was like. Make sure, like if yeah. you
1: want your kids to take a nap, but want to make sure they're not they masturbating. themselves. Put yeah. them in this Jesus blanket. Yeah. That's. So sad. It was called like. like.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, what was it called? Actually, that's. I don't remember. Promising. (laughs) Crucifix blanket. I don't know.
1: No hands. Look, look, ma, no (laughs) hands.
2: Jesus.
1: (laughs) Jesus is touching. Nailed to the. I'm trying.
2: Um, (laughs) Nailed to the blanket. It was called that. Trying to think of what you would. Oh. I'm just Googling so Christian wanna, nap time. Christian
1: nap blankets. Oh, God.
3: What was that? That's a bizarre noise. That, that was, was me. That's how you
2: <laughs> <hiccuping>? <laughs> Yeah. Hell <laughs>
0: oh,
2: yeah. <coughs> Let's see. Christian nap time blanket. I'm getting it all out, Ethan. i know. Oh, I've been
1: a little flummy this morning. I probably. Well, my nose feels clear right now. We'll see. No, I can't find it. You probably made it up.
2: <laughs> probably fantasized it. Maybe it was a joke. No, but I remember Rob showed it to me when well, we both worked there. Oh, oh, it God. was something that like y'all kept stocked, like for no, the Christian no. kids,
1: <laughs> yeah, no. parents' request. Um, Johnny yeah. needs to be wearing this blanket at nap time. Yeah. I don't want Johnny going to hell. <laughs> no, it was a picture. Did you know that that's mm. why um, crucifixion uh, circumcision became so popular in America?
2: Why? So they wouldn't touch it.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people think because it's like, why would we? We don't. It's not like we've ever had a huge Jewish population And right. America. Unlike all other countries, has this has historically had an enormous percentage of of uh, cruise circumcised kids so Mm -hmm. circumcised boys so and it it is changing now it's like tipping at 50 50 right now yeah but um it was non-jews who was it was because that graham cracker guy there was like there were two of those (laughs) there was a graham cracker and a cereal guy i can't remember anymore um but they they both made like super boring tasting graham crackers didn't used to have all that sugar and cinnamon Mm -hmm. either they made these like very boring tasting cereals and graham crackers be, uh, be, under the theory that it would lower your sex drive, if you were eating like, like really plain food, it would help you to not like also get sexually uh, stimulated. Mm. And so it was the graham cracker guy who also um, thought he developed this theory that if you circumcised, I think this is true. It also could be that he was just working with someone else but it was around that same time when it was like there was this obsession with stopping kids from masturbating boys mostly we assumed yeah. girls couldn't come at that time I think right um, we're still operating under that but they can't do it they didn't I mean to be fair women didn't figure out how to have orgasms until the 70s but right. <laughs> almost like, that was you know that is their fault <laughs> but, uh, but no but they said that if you they they thought if you circumcised boys it would Make it harder for them to learn how to come, um, because oh. that skin, that hood skin, I guess, um, was it's thought sim- to be more sim- stimulating, mm-hmm. and so they thought like, and it would be too painful. It really is very similar to female circumcision. It's just not nearly as bad. As, well, it there's also these different yeah. kinds of female circumcision, but it, that's why it became so popular in America. It wow. was all a ploy to stop boys from masturbating. So they're like, we should probably take, stop doing <laughs> it. Take it off. Yeah. yeah. As much as, like, I have gotten accustomed. I'm a lesbian, and I still think that uncircumcised, or that circumcised penises look better. But that's just because we're used to it, right? Yeah.
2: I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel bad for the baby. Yeah, (laughs) it's super weird. But... I mean, yeah. I think more and more people are not circumcising these days. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I felt one um, when, when I worked at the preschool. There was a little boy who's d- looked like they did it wrong, <laughs> and yeah. we were. I was just always like, um, we're just not going to talk about that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can definitely mess it up. Yeah, and that's what like I would be afraid of be like, oh, don't do it wrong or right maybe do too much I don't know it Mm -hmm. looked weird yeah and why would we have evolved
1: to need
2: to circumcise
1: from what you were born like we probably Mm -hmm. are born with the way that it makes most adaptive sense to have but I mean I don't know yeah it's
2: weird yeah like I mean I get it but then yeah the the way that that makes sense that Everyone else decided to do it because it was like, well, maybe they won't get boners. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Maybe if we mess up their penises, it'll be less appealing to masturbate. Turns out, no. Turns out, if anything, Americans are probably more obsessed with masturbating than anyone
2: else. Right. Probably. Oh, yeah. Well, the French... I feel like they're having more sex. We're <laughs> yeah, masturbating more. You're right. They're you're right. More sex. They're they're actually having sex. Yeah. We can't.
1: You know what we need to do is take an adult male and who's not circumcised and then circumcise him and then like figure out whether it really is like like less sexually pleasurable to be circumcised. So if anyone wants to is listening and you want to be a part of I don't know if we're reporting it uh, I
2: know Rob Gagnon's not circumcised yeah so if jokes. he's willing to <laughs> yeah, he's just because like of his jokes that's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah that's, uh, well also he also, pulls out his I dick all say, the time I was going to say come on <laughs> we all have seen it
1: uh, so yeah Rob if, if you or anyone listening wants to
2: help science um, I bet if, you know, someone was uh, going to pay him for science. Yeah. Maybe. Like, there's probably some, I know there are guys who are really
1: anti-circumcision. And so if mm-hmm. one of them would like to pay someone a lot of money to be like that spokesman, like the martyr of this, who <laughs> goes from having uncircumcised sex to circumcised sex and can like spread the message of like, really dudes, mm-hmm. we've got to stop. we got to stop chopping that off. Stop chopping Stop it off snip. I don't even know Like what are they snip. You kind of like Snip the foreskin around
2: Yeah I don't know how it works Cause like I, I guess yeah They kind of just peel the top Kind of peel like the a, top Like off. a champagne Like the gold stuff Or kind of like a cigar <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're gonna kind of
2: Wait, but, but I, yeah, no, it is more like the champagne. I don't know much about penises, remember. but yeah, yeah, it is kind of like that, right? It just, um, but what I'm not really familiar with female circumcision. What does that entail? So I know there's a few different kinds. Um, you can
1: either some people are like sewing. The, I think the vagina up, and so that so that you so that's not just. I mean, there's like mm. again, that's not even just circumcision. Like they're like sewing the labia together. To make sure that nothing's going in until her husband forcefully, like you know, oh, this idea of like when you lose your virginity you bleed, right? But like that doesn't happen for a lot of people, yeah. So they like people got to the point where they were like, "Well, we'll make sure that it bleeds. We want to make sure we're proving that she's a virgin." Uh, oh my god! So there's that, and then there's Did they just p- leave a little bit to pee? Yeah, well, that's the thing is that a lot of times they don't really do it well, and then you the women can't really pee, and that they, that gets all messed up, and you get infections. It's, it's a really awful problem. Yeah, it causes fistulas and stuff. It's really bad. Um, yeah, and so fistulae, I think, I just to be <laughs> um, fistulae, <fillet? laughs> no, causes fistulae. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but I think there's also where you kind of like. I don't know if people are sewing the clit hood over or they're just chopping off, like scooping out. the clit. I don't know. It's, I can't even <laughs> think. It's so like my like,
2: mirror neurons are
1: <laughs> really not handling I was handling thinking this.
2: like if they have a big clit, they reduce it or that's a different thing.
1: Oh, that's clit, interesting. Clit reduction. Clit reduction. Oh. That's awful because the bigger your clit is, uh, the easier it is to come. Guys have, you know, really big clits and so it's right. really easy for them to come. That's how it works. <laughs> It's just easier. The more, the bigger it is, the more diffuse the nerve endings are. I And see. so it's just, they're less they're sensitive, so you can kind of like beat them up more. And then, yeah, the more you can kind of do whatever you want to it, the easier it is to come, from my experience. And then you could pierce it. You gauge your clit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a big enough oh, one. Oh, no. I know. That's something, that's something I wanted I'm to do. sure someone has done that has a gaged clit, gaged clit. Maybe if you, if you like, are transitioning and you're taking it up because they're not big enough to really gauge. But (laughs) I would hope not. (laughs) If you took testosterone and like elongated your clit and then gauged somewhere in the middle of it, because I don't even think you could gauge the end. Really, (laughs) I mean, no. But maybe if you did, it would feel amazing. We don't know. If anybody wants to dedicate their clit to science. To, uh, we need some To gauge their clit Some rich wackadoo lesbian Who wants to know About <laughs> clit gauging Anyway That's um probably a thing Since Since uh, yeah, I, Since I'm more Oh Hey oh, sorry We didn't Uh-oh. get any Of Vanessa's history down Before Jared got here
2: Oh I don't have a lot of history <laughs> Perfect <laughs> I was right. just born Well real quick How long
1: have you been Hey welcome Jared Hi Hey everybody Um
2: have we been recording this whole time?
1: Well, you will just. Well, he'll just figure out where where in okay. the middle of our clip convo he should cut in. We'll see. Oh, I see. We'll see if he thinks it's <laughs> funny or gross or whatever. Okay. Um,
2: hello, hello. Hi. We we're
3: talking about. <laughs> How you doing? Clip That's so pretty outside right now, guys. It
1: um, really is. Yeah. Should have done this at
3: the green belt.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Should set up a sound studio.
2: Yes. Um, <laughs> so Vanessa how long have you been doing comedy I've been doing comedy for about almost nine years now cool started in um mm-hmm. 2008 so what's the math on that I don't, uh, know. I don't know what yeah, year is it now nine yeah nine. about nine, yeah, about nine. <laughs> and where'd you start Um, So I went to uh, college at Texas State University and I was a theater major there. Um, I was a theater kid. And then um, it was like, they were like, okay, do you want to be a serious actor and do like a master's degree and you get to like go to New York and do all this, like go in front of agents and stuff. But then you had to sign like this contract where it's like, you can't do anything outside of the school. What? It has to just be like school things. That's school why? production. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't no cause what's like, the logic there what were they I don't know I, the, these I guess kids locked they wanted down. to own the
1: talent if they were gonna help you at all get into New York Canadians, right. they were like anything
2: you do is art that sucks yeah and I was like no like I had never done like anything like uh, like comedy wise before then I had taken like an improv class and I was like oh this is fun and, and I feel like I'm kind of good at it. They had improv classes at your college. Yeah. But it was like a real shitty basic one.
1: Sorry. T. Hey, you know what? TSU, if you're listening. (laughs) Is that what we call them? TSU? Texas, Texas
2: State? State? Yeah. I don't even, I don't if you're know.
1: listening, stop it with the acting program. Improve your improv class. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sounds like you will have a lot of work to do. Yeah. It was like a basic, like, this is how improv got started. And and then we did, like, some short form games, which I was like, this is kind of weird and dumb. But anyway, so I was like, I think I want to do comedy. I've always felt like, a, instead of being, like, a serious actress, I want to, like, do comedy. But I, I, I had never, like... Dreamed of, I, I, I'm like, how do you even do that? How do you start? So I uh, Googled, hmm. <laughs> um, like, I heard there was a lot of comedy in Austin, and I Googled Austin comedy, and, and stand-up was absolutely off the table for me. That was just terrifying. I was like, no, nope, really? I don't want to do that. Um, I mean, I was such a fan t- th- At the time, you were 23, what are we talking about here? Yeah, 21, 22. Why, why, old you can
3: are. we just ask, why 22. are actors afraid of stand-up?
1: But most people are afraid of standups, not just actors. Yeah.
3: But they don't seem okay. Well, that maybe true. They don't seem less afraid than the general public, because which it, is surprising. Well, if you're acting of you a script. Yeah. That yeah, someone else wrote. But to me, it's me. That's like if you're a boxer, right? And then you're but you're afraid to fight in like the UFC. Because I can see it's different. Right, I, just I want to blame you for your fear. That's why we okay. brought you.
2: Yeah, fear, fear, <laughs> shame. No, I, 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 Jared got
1: here just in time to fear shame me. Uh, the reason, <laughs> the reason I say, it,
3: I guess, is because I don't. I mean, the thought of doing like a part on stage is equally,
2: a scary. Like to that's you?
3: scary. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but it's yeah. definitely like, I don't know. People can tell I'm lying. I'm a bad actor. Not, yeah.
1: No, because at least you're. Yeah, it's on the table
2: that you're acting there. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and like, so I grew up watching like Russell Simmons' Def Comedy Jam, all the HBO specials. I would like, I would like, my mom would be like, "Oh, we're going to cousin's party or whatever." I'm like, "No, I have to stay home and I want have to watch Chris Rock's new special." Like, yeah. I love that. So I think like just seeing how great Chris Rock the, is, my god, gr- now. yeah, going <laughs> yeah. To is that that, and then also just seeing like. People that aren't famous do it and suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I guess like. I can start. <laughs> it, 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 it's gonna be bad if I do it, you know? No. Like, it was just. Scary. Oh, that didn't comfort you. You were like, yeah. oh, I'll be like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I looked around and in a uh, sketch comedy, you know, SNL and all that stuff. I'm, and I'm like, well, I'm coming from theater. This should be great. So um, I heard of the Latino Comedy Project and I was like, hey, I'm Latina and I uh, wanna be funny. Mm-hmm. So I contacted them and they were like, we don't really do auditions, but I like your gumption. And they're like, come to our show and talk to the group and, and if you wanna bring like a, a monologue that you wrote, sure. So I wrote my first monologue cool. <laughs> and then I, I went to the show and I, and I auditioned for them and, and it was What it was, was your big. monologue about? I wrote a monologue about my mom wanting to find a date with a white man That's because funny, she I mean. she loves mm-hmm. white men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? I, f- I feel it. Yeah. Well, you don't.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I was part, I was <laughs> cheek <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying,
3: it's like some of us actually do love white men. I it's like funny. some
1: white men. They're just, yeah. I mean, they're hit or
2: miss.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah I agree. Fine. <laughs> That's how we're gonna be. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, so yeah, I, I I did that, and then I was with. That group for about three to four years. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about that group. So, that's a group here in Austin? yeah they've been around for 20 years it's sketch well I don't know yeah. that's sketch stuff right? yeah sketch yeah I wasn't saying like you should know about oh, them but it sounded what no, no. Why? no. sounded um, like you thought I was racist like, for not uh, knowing about uh, I,
3: no 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 I don't no know no. any sketch groups. that's what people think about Vanessa it's like she's fucking hilarious so judgmental yeah, yeah. I, I know feel your, your reputation, reputation. <laughs> I don't know if you know
2: like. thanks I'm a bitch yeah, yeah.
3: Like
1: a <laughs> I've never heard a nice word
3: why did you leave that group that group that troop group
2: Well, it was like With any groups I guess it's like Hard to schedule And and there's like Ups and down The groups Had been together For like 10 years When I was in it Um, But then You know People start getting married Having family So it was getting harder To really become A consistent thing It was
3: like Fleetwood Mac Yeah You were there Stevie Nicks You just You grew out of that You had a bigger thing I
2: guess And and y'all were Uh, all fucking And you are just Time to go You fucked all
3: the members Already (laughs) So you were like
2: Well there's nowhere to go Yeah there's no I already like, did all I can here. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Conquered this. Correct. I've done the good.
2: So, yeah. you... you, But you weren't doing stand-up,
1: right? You were doing sketch for three or four years. And yeah. Then and then I went to improv. Mm-hmm. You moved... But, uh, yeah. So, you graduated from sketch, moved to improv. It was, uh, uh, I guess...
2: Is that a up Or a lateral It's hard to say I was gonna <laughs> say We're gonna I was gonna paint it we're,
3: okay. a, we're all equals <laughs> Okay the, I, But that's a good question I, I thought That those guys Were just all Doing the same thing Is that not true Sketch and improv I bet you what it is Is that the stand ups I meet That do mm-hmm. those other things That's just That's in their nature To be doing all that stuff mm-hmm. I just kind of thought Improv people Did sketch and sketch
2: Oh. Did improv? Oh. Not all. Like I, I know the the people in Latino Comedy Project were like mm-hmm. not into improv. Did not believe in. And they're very they were, different. They were afraid yeah, of it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And they oh, were. They
3: were afraid of improv too. Yeah. Oh, they were sure.
2: like, no, we'd we'd rather write and yeah. do work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. You can, your judgment is masking your fear of going up there. You, without you can anything, you can
3: go and be silly if about. you like. But we're serious writers. Yeah. yeah. We have, we have With things these to say.
2: R- these Frankenstein. Now put on this chicken costume. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, we're not going to do that horse shit. Um, but yeah, so then I, I moved to improv and I went to, well, one of the guys from Latino Comedy Project that our tech guy was teaching at the new movement at the time. So he was like, yeah, come teach classes. We'll get you a deal. Or not teach classes, take classes. Um, and and then I, I, I my first improv class was with... Um, I don't know if you guys know Yamina Mm -hmm. and and then one other woman that was in the Latino Comedy Project with me and then these three other people that we it's rare but like we just all got along and we became like best friends and it was like it was almost like therapy when I started classes I was like oh I don't see this like as a serious thing but it's just super fun to go every Tuesday night and like fuck around with these people that I really like luckily so at yeah. that point
3: you weren't you weren't really thinking of it like a craft that you're trying to hone yeah. at. you're just having fun
2: i was having fun and like i was meeting friends and then so this was like you know um in college i didn't really like go out and party and stuff so when i got into like the improv scene that's when i'm like oh i started going out more meeting like making friends close friends best friends all that stuff so so um you were finally partying Mm -hmm. and having a
1: good time but were you thinking at all about your career or like how, how what you would do with any of
2: this or what was your day job you know what i mean yeah well i as soon as i moved to austin i worked for um what was it, uh, Extend-A-Care mm-hmm. for kids. So it was an after-school program. Uh, so always working with kids and because that was super flexible Yeah. and I get out early Monday through Friday. Um, but yeah, it wasn't at that time I wasn't really thinking, like, I, I don't think I thought I was good or like I could do anything serious with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after doing improv for a while and then going back and forth, through sketch and then still seeing that like it is hard to keep a group together and schedules and like yeah. everyone's on their own got their own shit so then that's when I was like oh well I'll write my own like solo shows mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until I started uh, doing those that I was a little
3: from, closer to stand up yeah. yeah
2: yeah and and it was like I'll baby call steps. it a one-woman play yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and like The first show I did Was like sketches So I was hiding behind Like costumes So I'm like It's not really me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna talk as Vanessa So it was like A little training wheels To it Um, And then yeah That's when I was like Oh I wanna like tour this I wanna you know do bigger things and that's when that started growing
1: yeah so you before you ever ever officially started doing stand up you had these shows and then you were touring and going to festivals and stuff with them Mm -hmm. right yeah so at what point did you just have to decide like okay, I guess I'm going to do stand up now. I guess I am already kind of doing it.
2: And let me, you know, well, it was funny. I I did a run at spider house with my show and it was like Monday, it was Mondays at seven. And then after my show was ATX comedy hour. Yeah. And Lisa Friedrich was like, I'm booking you on the show. You're going to do it. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're just going to do it. My name is Lisa. I have a leather jacket. I'll punch you in the face. Exactly. She's real tough. I'm not going to (laughs) contradict her. So she was like, I'm going to book you. And just like, you're going to do it. You're going to be great. Um, So that kind of just like having that. I'm like, okay, I got to put something together. Yeah. Some kind of, and like, I am I was never one to like, write like one liners. I'm like, okay, what happened to me? Maybe I could talk about something. And I went up there and I did just like tell a story and it wasn't like that great, but I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. I did it. I lived. Yeah. It was good it was enough that
3: you were like, I can work on this. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. How long ago was that? Uh, it was about like a little over three years ago. Yeah nice yeah.
3: cool well I'm gonna quit okay Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well she has <laughs> been I know mean, it's an interesting thing to think about like yeah. how that informs you yeah. to do sk- all that sketch and then all that improv and then do stand up because yeah. I think you come at it with more of a uh, ability to be free and present on stage and just be like yeah I'm just gonna tell the story as opposed oh. to I gotta write out this thing and and here's what I'm gonna say and here are the punch lines whereas I think you had a more organic way of figuring out how to be on stage
3: okay guys yeah, I got a question what? Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling it it just came from just bam that made me think of it I don't okay. know why I decided this needed to be silly Okay, okay. <laughs> so if you were giving your uh, advice to people who were doing sketch hmm. and improv and oh. they were interested in stand up hmm. like what what do you think the takeaways are there um. what are the things that it's not gonna be similar so mm. drop that shit and what's gonna be This is what you need to think about.
2: Uh, It's weird because it was um, scary because it is a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of writing. Mm -hmm. Um, What helped me kind of was thinking of it as a sketch, you know, like kind of like or like a sketch premise. And I'm like, okay, instead of acting the sound, having four or five actors doing it, let me see if I can just convey this the situation that I was going to do as a sketch Mm -hmm. as just like a story interesting ish
3: it's uh, honestly I don't want to shit on stand up at all obviously but in some sense it seems easier yeah because I was talking to Hunter Duncan about like all the things that you have to think about when you start to write a sketch yeah and like you know and especially this show and not tell I'm a talker Mm -hmm. you know so it's like a lot of times you can see inexperienced sketch writers because they'll want all the exposition yeah. to be through somebody's exactly. mouth and to, yeah.
2: yeah and I learned that like um, when I first started writing with the Latino Comedy Project I like wrote my like first sketches and they're like 10 pages long yeah and they were like okay <laughs> well first uh, rule uh, we're gonna learn how to edit and, <laughs> and that a sketch shouldn't be more than like you know three four or five pages at most Mm -hmm. um and i was like oh okay because yeah i'm like i gotta be so detailed and draw it out and they're like "Nah, you want to get in and out and then that's also like in stand-up as well like yeah you don't really want to belabor the right yeah and i think that when i'm like starting like new stories or or have like new things I think I start off with like all the shit and then the more I tell it it kind of like I keep the it's
1: amazing the the things you're like why have I been bothering to say that part on stage yeah exactly
2: it's a a process thing I (laughs) think I think Mm -hmm. that
3: what's refreshing to hear you say that because I mean there's a lot of like people who come from an acting place that aren't necessarily going to be good stand-ups but I think uh the idea that you don't come in with it like I'm just going to go up there and I'm just going to figure it out and I'm just going to talk it out. Like there's already (laughs) an idea about like, uh, you know, this is basically the structure of what's going to happen. And I'm going to sell it as real through my acting ability. I'm not going to sell it as real with, oh, it's just extemporaneously coming off the top of my head.
2: Yeah. I mean, when I started off, I did start off with like sketch premises yeah. but then I found it was easier for me just to take like real situations mm-hmm. and then kind of like elaborate them and, yeah. and do that um, you're telling so. me you didn't
3: tell the old 12 year old girl to go fuck herself where's her where's her
2: girlfriend yeah her girlfriend now oh, the girl's a boy. lesbian
3: I, i'm yeah. progressive where's your girlfriend We talked about my You're a lesbian. <laughs> change it to that die-ass little girl oh you don't
1: have a boyfriend what are you gay now you're just
2: homophobic <laughs> everyone turns on me yeah. like what is this story
1: about
2: <laughs> also yeah guys also, I think that kid was trans, I and mean, yeah. you know what? <laughs> Go into the worst. Okay. It's just Schlitterbahn,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a Christian That's, institution. Yeah, um, I'm sure. So let's talk about your writing process. Then this is really okay. fascinating to me. Um, I want to know, like, so when it started, you kind of were trying to have these sketch ideas, sort of, and then yeah. and then telling that, and then it evolved into more storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you? Uh, do like do you ever write stories out at all do you like what's your notebook look like you know what I mean
2: oh yeah Um, so my notebook looks like it's (laughs) it's <laughs> i like to use notebooks but all my notebooks are just like bullets bullet points and then on my laptop that's when i kind of like write a script mm-hmm. and i feel like that's that's been helping me especially like you know for the contest and they're like you have six minutes yeah it's like okay well i need to like make sure i don't go over because that's also a thing i do mm-hmm. it's like i'm just having fun and then i'm like oh shit i'm 10 minutes in or whatever <laughs> um so it does help um i like come up with the, like a, an idea a premise or even like a little like funny thing that has happened to me um like the other day, I, like, found um, s- underwear at my house, the- women's underwear, mm-hmm. and they were, like, I'm like, those can't be mine. They're too small. Um, so I was getting, like, upset, but then I realized they were mine. They just don't fit they anymore. They were your goal underwear. <laughs> it was, yeah, exactly. It was a different kind of upset. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was a different upset. So, like, just taking something like that, and I'm like, okay, how can I, like, make this or mold this? Um, and to me, it's like... I, I think like I take like something like that a small like seed and then I try to like give it like s- like stakes and like how do I set this up to like be important and then and then like there's that that twist that like or that like the the rug pulled out from under me that's yeah. like and then this is what it is you know
3: I love uh, I think so the second part there is crucial but it's also the thing that people kind of have a sense of it's like oh it's got to have a, a turn it's got to have right but the first the part stakes. i yeah. love that i actually the only good thing i ever got from a couple acting classes mm-hmm. was that like to raise the stakes of a scene to, so people yeah. give a shit that you want to see these yeah. so if it's a scene you want to see these two people on the worst goddamn day of their life or something like that
2: right right uh,
3: and i i think i've been saying for a while like i, I think that in jokes like if you, you got to create some sort of like emotional tension for the yeah. audience otherwise the joke will work but that they, they it just never the laughs never yeah. get big enough
2: yeah it's like you you, you got to set up the backstory because it's like if i'm just like oh i found these underwear whatever they're like i don't know you don't yeah <laughs> you know but if you give and but then that's that's where i feel is like the tricky part because it's like how do you set up some stakes some backstory but like still in have like, enough laughs while right. it's happening or yeah. be in like enough. one sentence yeah. You, yeah you
3: gotta do a lot of world building right but in a very short you know and you yeah, can't even yeah. use funny costumes so right yeah. exactly
2: I gotta I gotta talk about it instead of just showing yeah who I am <laughs> yeah. so when you have a new um idea
1: for mm-hmm. a bit for a story mm-hmm. um will you kind of write it out
2: before you ever do it on stage yeah i'll like well if if it's like something i'm like i just want to try out i'm not really sure where i'm going with this i will write it out like very loosely Mm -hmm. and i'm like i think i want to do this but then i also give like i leave room because in the moment when i'm on stage i my mind is like Got enough adrenaline to right. come up with the good stuff. Right, yeah. right. So I kind of leave room for that. But then sometimes I like tell a story and I'm like, well, it's, there's nothing there. That's, <laughs> <You> that,
3: <laughs> that's that improv background. Yeah. I, there's, I guess there's a difference, right? Like yeah. between stand-up improv where like that kind of riffing where mm-hmm. nobody's given you anything really. Versus, like I was, so I haven't done line improv, but I I got the sense that like some of the safety is just like, okay, I trust my partners yeah, and I know it's not all on me or something like that.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
3: Was that a thing for you when you emotionally was it different for you when you got on stage for the first time and you didn't have other people to kind of
2: yeah i think that's the terrifying part (laughs) coming from sketch and improv it's like okay well this is all on me and i have to be funny and i have to have written this and 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 if it sucks it's just because i suck you know so but it wasn't so bad right no it wasn't that bad but sometimes it could be very bad okay (laughs) like I'm, i'm only asking that in the name
3: of like hey if y'all are thinking about trying to stand up, you're not yeah. going to die. Like, just no. get in.
2: And, like, I feel like as doing improv, like, it's either really good or really bad. There's sure. no in between. Yeah, Yeah. So I feel like if you're doing improv, I think you have that sense of, like, you've had bad shows yeah so it's fine and like but you know instead of feeling like shit as a group you just feel like shit by yourself (laughs) yeah Yeah. because I'm
3: not protective at all I don't know how you feel but can you speak to this a little bit Ariel like you know like when we talk about people doing stand-up there's almost this attitude where some comics like don't Want other people to try it? Like, no, you're bad. Stay away. Oh, leave it. To, and I'm. If I'm, I would love more sketch people and more improv people to come and do improv. Uh, oh, All right, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, people. Yeah, of like,
1: course. Like, there's people. My, <laughs> I did have this thought the other day where of like the only problem with bad people doing stand up is like what if some of them take a premise that I want and now it's awkward if we're both doing it and I'm like yeah but you're not funny yeah (laughs) yeah like so you you should quit so that there's not a debate about well that's the thing I don't want I
3: don't want unfunny people to do it but like the other the other kind of people out there that aren't improv Mm -hmm. or aren't sketch people who are coming yeah. up or are people that have done nothing. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean no, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Sketch I
1: think I think a lot of my favorite
2: stand-ups have
1: some sketch and or improv background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I
2: think yeah, it only helps. I think I was I was really intimidated to like get into the improv, I mean, to the stand-up scene um, because I was like, I don't know, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I know you guys know me as like the sketch and improv girl. Um, but here here I come and then But everyone was like so nice and still is. I still feel that way sometimes where I'm like, I'll be on a show. and I'm like, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Like, I'm very (laughs) grateful. Um, But yeah, everyone was very like supportive. and, And because, you know, I think when I was like doing sketch and improv, there was more of a divide with the stand up. Yeah, scene. Mm-hmm. So it was like I'm, and I didn't really know anybody. I would see them at shows sometimes, but I'm like, oh, they hate us. I think before
1: <laughs> the scene used to be smaller. Yeah. And so when it was smaller, it was easier to be that divided. Now with it being so big, it's kind of like who could even keep track of who does what? Right. Also, the
3: theaters. Like there was a time before stand-up was really going on at the theaters. It might happen every once in a while, but now uh, stand-up shows at theaters here are really kind of like a... uh, Maybe Crucial is strong, but they make up a big chunk of good shows in town. Stand-ups do. So it's not an alienating... Yeah, we we all work together now. It's
1: beautiful. Can I just go back real quick to your writing process? Because this is really interesting for me. So when you say you write loosely, Mm -hmm. um, just in a very particular way, is it when you say that are you writing like just trying to kind of write little phrases of it like instead of writing long form cohesive thoughts or what do you mean by running loosely
2: um so what i'll i'll do is like like i have this new story where my my mom gave my dog away Mm -hmm. so that was really uh upsetting for me and i didn't there wasn't any jokes there really but i was like I kind of write the story without jokes yeah, and just like I, I'm like well this is what happened and then as I'm writing if something pops up in my head like oh I could say this like this like, yeah, a, like a little side a, note of a punchline a, right um, then so I kind of just like want to get the information down here's the timeline right and if
1: any punchlines occur to me there's a margin note right and then you go on stage and you're like in the moment let's see what okay see that's it's interesting because it's i'm trying to think uh, if i'm not doing storytelling i'm kind of envious of the storytelling comics because it feels like (laughs) that's natural if you're doing that when it's less of a story and more where you're you know just discussing some idea whatever yeah Yeah. i'm trying to think how i'm going to You know, because I, I've been trying to figure out my fucking writing process for three and a half years now.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. but I like the idea of even because even with a lot of, if I'm making an argument, for Mm -hmm. instance, you can still maybe I can still maybe have like this the order. More of
3: your stuff is that. Yeah, right. So if I'm
1: making an order Mm -hmm. of like this thought needs to go here, which is I think when I do my best work, it's when I do it that way. Mm -hmm. But that's I think it'll help me to think of this like storytelling. What's the timeline of this? argument you know and And then if there's a punchline in the margin Mm. oh i can yeah i love when i have a new plan for like organization (laughs) in my notebooks she's a
3: serial killer very clearly yeah so like we love
2: her i haven't killed anyone yet (laughs) so yeah i'll start with like a setup and then the like main conflict and then kind of a resolution punchline ish but i i learned that because i did you know, my first couple of shows were just like sketchy shows. And then I did um, a whole show that was just me telling my life story or, mm-hmm. or like building a specific incident that happened to me. And I did like a first draft and I did it in front of um, my friend Michael Folk and Yamina. And they were like, uh, you know, like it wasn't good because I was focused on making it funny. hmm. And they're like it's not really going anywhere there's no bill there's like jokes but it's not really and then i was like yeah i feel that too and then that's when it like hit me of like well fuck the jokes i mm-hmm. should just trust that i will be funny yeah you know hopefully yeah but the main thing should be the story yeah like get the story down go like make sure it's going somewhere yeah it like has its like climax its end all that stuff and then you can go and fill See, in that's
1: really interesting because i do really think that even when you're not a storytelling comedian mm-hmm. um it it is something because because i think we all the time are like okay you have to have punch lines it's got to be funny right it's not if it's not funny, and i think that's really true but i think sometimes people miss that even in, even if you're making an argument or whatever, you still need to raise the stakes. You still need to have tension and resolution yeah. and make sure that that... Stri- you can do comedy without it, but then the kind of stuff that we really love yeah. when the audience is really involved, they want that. They want you to ha- make them feel uncomfortable and tense and then right. make it all okay with those punchlines. Yeah, what, yeah.
3: What Vanessa just said, too, is like one of those catch-22s where uh, I thought the the really vital part there was... I'm going to trust myself to be funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's the kind of advice, it's like that's the kind of stuff once you're good, whatever that looks like, then you can start doing things that would kind of be bad for people because I've seen the opposite at a lower <laughs> level which is like they're trying to tell a story mm-hmm. but it's just meandered and it's not structured so there's no right. funny parts that the audience can laugh right, at but it's whatever. hard to say
1: whether those yeah. people like you know well, in, in their first funny. couple of years <laughs> it could be that they're not and it really could be that some people just don't, don't even if they find their voice it's not funny enough I, I mean it could yeah. be yeah. but it also could be like I don't know to tell the first couple of years people do you so make sure to write out all those punchlines first because you need to learn how to do that or do you spend your first couple of years just getting on stage and and telling those things and not you know being so on script because you need to learn how to do that maybe it'll be better in the long run mm-hmm. to bomb for two years while you learn how to, but i don't know So nature, nature yeah. does
3: that right so i think it's about being critical right. and saying what's going on with what i'm doing yeah if you look at your act it's not working and your friends are like yeah it's not working because mm-hmm. you don't have any structure in anything that yeah. you do right. then it's like oh i need to work on the structure but or
2: I, I feel like that is also like a big thing that's where where i saw like a big difference in like you know going from sketch improv to stand up yeah. was just my confidence mm-hmm. like in the ability to do it um, because I, I found that in all three sketch improv stand up Whatever I'm doing on stage, if I have the slightest, like, doubt in it, mm-hmm. it's yes. it's flat.
1: And it's really... That's yeah. so, because mm-hmm. so often, when we do blame the audience, yeah. there are all kinds of audience factors, right. but the, the, the beginning of what was wrong is that doubt. Yeah. And yeah. when I, I've been... Or
3: a lot of times it's like, oh, they didn't instill me with confidence. Yeah, that's
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> they didn't give it to me. Yeah. If they had yeah. just rewarded me immediately. But it's yeah. weird, because, like, you can... And, you know, like coming from like an acting background i'm like well i could just you know sell this but like even the doubt inside me no matter how big i'm selling it or what i'm pretending that i'm okay with what's happening yeah they can smell it yeah Yeah. they're like it's hard to sell a shitty product your faith (laughs) has to be real yeah
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. oh i was gonna say by the way that because you mentioned that dog uh is it mom or stepmom my mom mom bit biological by Biolo- a she should know <laughs> that, yeah. was, uh, that was, I, was I, so yeah. I don't I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how well this is gonna uh, what the takeaway for other people is because I don't know if you control this but I think one of the things one of the reasons that works so well for you is that you can be funny when you're angry oh and that <laughs> in and of itself is a skill like taking negative emotions yeah. realistically doing it on stage such that it's believable, but yeah. people laugh. Oh, I mean. is not a skill I yet have. I feel like <laughs> if I get angry on stage, it, everybody is uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, I think it's like a, a like a, a wire, <laughs> like walking a tightrope. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, there is like part, like I'm like calling my mom a bitch and that yeah. could be like, but, but I think it's like with the setup, like how I think I explained first like, like, this dog is my world Yeah And this bitch Gave away You know also, And like it was Also you
3: like, let that be Ambiguous The part I love about that bit Is you let uh, Her intentions Be pretty ambiguous Because you're like Why would you sell the And yeah. then The audience is like Yeah Why would she sell <laughs> Well the audience <laughs> is angry Along with you yeah. Which yeah. I
1: think yeah. is key To the angry part Like if people oh. are going to Enjoy the anger It's You've got the audience On your side And now they're angry
2: At your mom Yeah Yeah exactly You ever
3: worried They're going to go Beat up your mom
2: Oh yeah, I mean All we, we still talk. I send her pictures of we him every talk. day.
3: <laughs> I do. That's
0: so like, awesome. Text well, me, is.
2: and I'll text back with a picture of him. I'm yeah. like, what? What's up? <laughs> Traitor! Um, I know. That's so funny. It he's, is. He's alive and well though, so I'm like, I guess. They that is good. They uh they send me pictures of him and oh yeah. You know. It's like you're sponsoring a kid from Africa <laughs> <Yeah>. type thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's living better than I am now that's great <laughs> oh yeah that's
3: true that yeah. when you the Africa thing makes it sound like they're holding the goddamn dog hostage no I just sponsored
2: a kid from Africa once it's
1: like one of those things you yeah, know yeah, what I mean yeah. You, yeah. You, so <laughs> holding him hostage um, well, hey what's your worst bomb you've ever had do you have a good bombing story uh, have you ever yeah.
2: bombed yes <laughs> yes and it's weird cause like I feel like it I don't know I'm sure it sucks for everybody but like I feel like I'm like, I take it really, really hard. And like, Daniel knows, my boyfriend, like I'll come home and I'm just like, D- don't talk to me, this, this sucks mm-hmm. real bad. Um, yeah, I've bombed, you know, like uh, recently I was doing um, a show where I couldn't hear myself cause it was echoey and then those people talking. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. But my worst one is probably in New Orleans. I was doing my um, solo show, and it was going okay. There was like a hurricane outside. (laughs) Um, So like the lights were flickering. You are being heckled by God. Yeah. (laughs) And there was maybe like 20 people there. And and I think I was just like, like, I wasn't really in it. I had a lot of doubt. I'm like, these people don't want to be here. We're we're about to be blown away, whatever. But I'm powering (laughs) through. So I'm doing this sketch, and... And uh, this woman's in the front row and she's drunk as hell. Mm -hmm. And she's, the whole show she was talking to me. Like I I was like, I was like saying like, oh, my name's Denise or whatever. She's like, yeah, I know a friend. I have a friend named Denise or whatever. (laughs) And then that just got me more in my head. (laughs) And I think that the, I I felt like the audience just felt bad for me because that woman (laughs) was there. And then I'm doing this, this like role playing sketch where I'm like pretending to like, um, do role play with my boyfriend and she takes out a bubble gun yes. and so it's like <laughs> silent I'm doing my, my I'm like in character and I just hear
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and there's just these bubbles flying at me it's like
3: she had a suitcase of like yeah. how to heckle a comic. Like, like, oh, it the was
2: audience so
3: thought funny.
2: that she was a plant and that was part of your show <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: oh, no. they, and then I was not getting laughs because I think one I was <laughs> Like sweating the most I've ever sweated on stage. They felt bad for me, and everyone's just looking at her. <laughs>
3: so uh, it was so bad. That's that's sort of why you. Ha- no, this is weird. You have to kind of be mean to hecklers, not because fuck them. You almost have, I think you almost have to do it because it's the only way that the audience will see what you're doing and yeah. think, oh, they like yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Right. You know, because if you're, if you try to reason with them a little too much, it's Ugh. it doesn't look like you're enjoying it that much. But you don't
1: have to look yeah. in control. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: You have to be and like, oh, I wanted you. They, cause I'm Because so otherwise now talk. they're
1: going to feel sorry for you. Yeah. Instead of being on your side against the heck. It's a tightrope too, though. Because uh-huh. if you're too mean. Right. Oh, yeah. you, you, you lose uh,
3: everybody.
2: Because it can't,
3: it, but because it, it has to look like you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, like you can't be like be, yeah. you're
2: mad. At yes. that point, I was like not comfortable addressing hecklers. Oh,
3: uh, that may have been a hopeless situation. So <laughs> I was, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to suggest that. Just act like
2: it's not happening. It's <laughs> <And there was laughs> bubbles flying. <laughs> it was ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I was just like mortified. Like all my like, I had friends there, and and they were. I was just like, oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did I write this? Forty-five minutes. Forty-five. Oh my god, I'm you like, did that for forty-five man, minutes. Yes, How was, many minutes was the bubble? Guy? <laughs> I'm oh like, I have no idea. Well, it was funny. So she did this, does the bubble gun. And I'm like, oh my God, just dreading it. And then finally she like leaves. She gets her stuff. She leaves like I'm almost done. And I'm like, thank God she's gone. And then I start a new thing and she flings open the door. And she's like, I forgot something. (laughs) And she came back. (laughs) On your last bit. Yeah. I was like.
3: Uh, You know what's depressing about that shit to me is that like that is that person is the nucleus of someone else's life. Like (laughs) somebody else is dealing with that constantly. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not just me. <laughs> oh my
2: god. Yeah. That's
1: that's a great one. And yeah. so now do you if you were in that situation now, do you think
2: you would like have a way to deal with her? I feel like I would probably address it now. I stand up has helped me like oh uh like kind of deal with hecklers. I don't yeah. think I'm the best at it. I feel like I do get upset and yeah. the audience sees that I'm yeah. upset. <laughs> so I probably would try to address it or or maybe take the gun from her yeah <laughs> the <good laughs> get the gun she's got a gun yeah yeah uh, now it's part of your role play with your yeah. boyfriend well that's because what i was like yeah, yeah just play
3: like oh we're doing bubble fantasy now yeah, that's yeah. okay well
2: that'd be fun <laughs> if i was like oh my god there's a gun and like dropped <laughs> yeah on the ground that'd be fun and illegal yeah uh what
3: was just uh, what was your worst heckle
2: Worst heckle?
3: I don't mean the worst you've ever heckled someone, by the way. Because yeah. <laughs> Ariel will heckle other comics. the only one she loves, but... So.
1: Yeah, and in the... I mean, the I mean the right like, an open mic or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the worst heckle... I don't... You're, I'm probably... Not, you're not going to be able to... I just was frustrated. I mean, you were there at that, that ATX queer pub crawl whatever that was called oh yeah where yeah. it was just the fact oh, that, that dude that, that guy. dude and it, i turned out later i actually had met him before and mm-hmm. he was he didn't mean badly you know he was one of these guys who was just drunk mm-hmm. and at first
3: and also kind of crazy uh,
1: yeah kind of crazy this is a 20 minute set and and it was one of those it just the problem was that it had been going so well one of those where mm-hmm. just like the energy <sighs> was all where like when I started talking, mm-hmm. I was just in that zone where so people were just like coming in and gathering and like watching and Who all that attention.
3: Surprisingly good show. It actually. was. It was really a lot of bad elements there. Was,
1: yes, uh-huh. and and it was just this beautiful thing that was just like oh, and it was going so well. But then he heckled a couple of times, and then I was able to kind of make fun of him and be like, "You're drunk." He dropped a bottle at one point. Uh, a glass shattered. It was you not know. a
3: good time either.
1: Yeah, it was not a good time. But but the problem was, it, but I was it was still all going really well. But then right as I was like, you know, like. I think my ending bit was one of these two to, two to three minute long bits, and so mm-hmm. I, as I, you know, when you're building and you're building, and then he heckled right at the like denouement of the whole thing. <laughs> oh fuck! And I just, gotta start
3: writing denouement for my shit. And, oh, yeah, my you, they're
1: really nice. Uh, and so, but so, but he did that, and that because it was like I, it would have I would have been able to just you know just to uh, put the nail in the in this set that would it would have been like. Oh, a the perfect best. thing. Ugh. And instead, he took that from me. And so in that moment, I couldn't be like um, funny, mean, and, and that, because I was genuinely angry at him. Yeah. So I still don't know. i just like, it's one of those things where I, I still don't know what to do in that situation where you're like, you're drunk and stupid. And I've already addressed you and tried to tell everyone around you to, to control you. You know what I mean? And that yeah. had all gone well. But then you just do not understand timing. And so you ruined the last pun- and now I have right. to do one more bit. I can't like that punchline is not going to be as good. And and uh. it it's fine. I I, yeah. I know how to get back into a bit. And you know how like yeah. some people were repeat the like. The
3: but that was the last part. Of- you couldn't it was, like, get back into. So now
1: it. I have to do one instead of getting getting to do like a two or three Jeez, minute closing yeah. bit what, that really builds. I have to do like a one minute closing bit that's like fine.
3: So it was a it was a gay pub crawl. So uh, it, uh, doing sucks. comedy for like thirty or forty gay. Uh, yeah. drunk guys like doing comedy for like 30 or 40 gay centers of attention like it just doesn't
2: they, <laughs> a lot of were, bubble guns and there <laughs> only one of them was a
3: problem spiritual bubble gun
2: and
1: again he didn't mean you know and after the show he was like I'm so sorry yo I love you you know blah 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 we met here. and I was like oh fucking that's who you are but and it's uh, I don't you know, hold it against oh. people But if if comedy You know, it's in its heyday But if we could get it more popular So that people understand Some of it's the It's not about you Yeah <laughs> Some um. of the rules Yeah, like some of the Just it, or,
3: I, The thing that kills me Is that when people did it Open mics Because I'm like, look we can all, we're all just taking our turn here. Yeah. You can like, go the fuck up if you want. Yeah, we
2: know we're like, this is uh, bad and we're trying new shit. Like, yeah. we don't need you to talk.
3: My joke is always, I kind of stopped doing it because it's too kind of long and I just <laughs> want to get back to my shit. But I always used to say like, all right, I, you're heckling a fucking open mic. I always wonder about hecklers. Is that, you want to be a professional <laughs> heckler and you're like, well, heckle a few open mics yeah, to see if
1: i funny, i better heckles. Yeah.
3: That's good.
2: Yeah, yeah that is yeah. funny. But yeah, I don't know. But Um, I'm the same way. I get so mad and I'm like trying to get better at it as well. But I'm like, I don't have like a fun, especially if I'm like in the bit. Yeah. And then, like, the last time, I think I was doing a song with Pat Dean, and this guy said the line I was going to say next. Oh, that's and frustrating. And I just stopped, and I was like, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you feel stupid, because you're like, well, obviously, it it's not that obvious. smart if someone else is saying it. That happened to me at, at Punch oh, uh, no, that's, that's, last night. Uh, like, that's not
3: true at all, though. That's the setups are the hard part. That's why. No, when, I know. When fucking comics do it, yeah, uh, it, I've probably said it on the podcast before, it infuriated it's me like you'll be watching a comic on stage and then one of your comic acquaintances let's uh-huh. say will be next to you and then they're punching up the person's bit on stage uh-huh. and i'm like you dumb fuck like the setups are the hard part if yeah, somebody yeah. was just writing me interesting setups and all i had to do was like come up with funny punchlines, like oh, that would yeah. be not the easiest thing in the world but like it just it's like it's like they misunderstand what's hard about yeah.
2: it yeah
1: yeah um so
3: you're funnier than that guy Ariel. yeah
1: well thank you Well this guy Was doing it at punch But he did it Like two or three times In a row On this bit About scissoring And stuff But uh-huh. and the only thing Was
3: it Matt Bearden Yeah <laughs> He was just yelling Out that punch But this
1: This guy, this audience guy Was like Saying these things Right at, right Like as I was Saying them uh-huh. And so then It was kind of Funny for the audience Because we were like But then I did have Like you know One thing That he didn't know That I was saying About scissoring And so when I said that And then I was like Did you know about that sir or Whatever and then it was like <laughs> so some, I like those When you get yeah. to
2: use them of you get of. to use them
1: yeah. you know but I don't know it's one of yeah why would you call out someone else's punchline like Ugh. do you think they're not the comic isn't gonna say it or do you think
2: you're gonna get Yeah, it, I think the worst it's like when they're involved in your jokes, like that's okay. The worst is like when they're just talking in front of you, oh, yeah. like to the person next to them, and like they're they're just like, "Yeah, you're not here." Oh, that shit can't happen. And I'm just like, I hate that so bad. Yeah, that's
3: way worse. That is yeah. way worse. I, I actually have a rule. Which, I don't know if it's headed, Is, pig-headed, is if, like I'm not. I will. I refuse to be ignored on stage. Like <laughs> if I go into a bad environment. Remember uh, Brian Bogart's mic? Yes. So. It sucks for them. Uh-huh. It sucks that they don't want to be there, that they didn't intend. But I'm on stage. Uh-huh. You do not have to laugh, but you're not. You're gonna fucking listen to what right. I'm gonna say. And I'll just, I'll just be louder and say my most offensive jokes and like yeah. directly. I call people out in the audience. Like I just, because it, I, it kills me when I watch like a not so good comic in an environment like that. Just do their jokes to the. To the nothing, to so the noise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: Well, I could talk about these awful people all day, but I want to get to your comedy career goals. Okay. Um, so, do you know? Do you have an
2: idea of what you would like your career to look like? Um, I would ideally love to be doing comedy full time. Mm-hmm. No, no day job. High yeah. fives. High <laughs> five for that dream. Yeah. yeah. Good dream. Good dream. <laughs> yeah. That dream. Um, it would be also awesome like this has been my dream for a long time would be to like shoot a a tv series like Mm -hmm. from here and just have like my my friends like write on it and be on it um industry in austin yeah industry in austin (laughs) i know um that would be super dope um yeah and i would just love to like just travel more. Do you know? Do stand up. Do more like film acting. Mm-hmm. I really so, like, enjoy what that. you're
3: doing now, but like more and but getting paid, getting <laughs> paid. The, money, <laughs> yeah. the money. Yeah, yeah. If you're right. listening
2: and you know how to get make money, right? Because so. like, yeah, I'm. I'm very like, I'm very much like. Uh, well, if that's that's your dream, just like do it. And I feel like I'm trying to do it, but it's not at a like. Place where I can live off of and not die. Yeah. <laughs> you not die.
3: I think a good idea to like start to get there is we'll start putting on shows and then we'll have our friends like rob the audience at gunpoint. Um. At or we could just
1: <laughs> pass around a tip jar and actually do yeah. that. Does but that work? <laughs> yeah.
3: It, well, I think, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to argue well, with that. It works. I'm not argue it
1: works at Treehouse yeah. on yeah. Spring. He works at the. Yeah. The I mean, I made show. like 20,
3: or 40 bucks the, the other day.
1: Yeah. It, he, he's great about it. And part of it is like you have to know how to pass around a tip jar. Yeah. Uh, when I, can, it I needs had to had be, a be a real <laughs> kind of bucket I, or something.
3: I, head, I headlined that show and I can grab because it's just like, okay, because it's a little sensitive about time. I like want to have. Plenty of time, mm-hmm. so I just grabbed the tip jar and started like going to each audience member just to. Fun. It was it while was, you yeah. were doing it was set. very funny. <laughs> That's yeah. good.
1: Well, but you <laughs> know, also another thing, and and so different people in different rooms, it, things make different amounts of sense. But um, and Chris Castles does a good job with that tip jar. But I, you know, I see music shows where they send um, usually a woman. It just helps, but a woman around with the tip jar. Um, instead of it being like a comic by the door being like if anyone wants to throw some yeah, well uh, how yeah, do yeah.
3: they know it's a comic a
2: non-social
1: <laughs> oh, you I mean like from, from the, the show. show after oh, yeah. the yeah. show I thought you were just like, saying a person. real
3: ugly guy they know you're a comic yeah, like, <laughs> nice try
1: yeah you can tell no but <laughs> the host by the door with a little cup is not going to get anything it's more awkward to put it in but you send someone who is not on the like show official. it could even be a comic but someone yeah. who's not on the show or someone's girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. send them around with the tip jar it makes it a lot Smoother. Like church. Yes, like church. <laughs> or like a musician show. I right. mean. They're
3: you know. judging each other if they don't. It's like, oh, you don't love the arts. Okay.
1: Yes, yeah, it yeah. does. It's just okay. like a tip jar. And seed it. Put yeah. a little bit of money in there so that it looks like someone else gave. Mm-hmm. And and
3: You're a fucking grifter. Fact, I like. I didn't fact, know this about if you. <laughs> you. Can
1: put a, you know, in fact, if you have a couple of friends in the audience who are sitting in the front or wherever you start the tip jar and they put out some money. Oh, it's exactly. It's the same oh, thing. Yeah. I, tell Peer people, I tell people my day job all the time. Seed the tip jar because people don't put in money because they feel sorry for you. They put in money because they think everyone else is doing it and they'll look cheap if they don't. Right. We, we
3: also ask our guests to tip. so okay. I just I didn't wanna, um, I'll tip you guys. Well, yeah, now I'm gonna we're finish drinking it. this, uh, yeah. and once
2: it's empty, this is. A tip You'll jar. put a dollar and then I'll put a yeah. dollar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's we split so it true. up at the end. So it's, yeah.
3: Um, but that's cool. You do you like picture yourself on a. Like, I, I, could, I don't think that's the most unrealistic thing I think more yeah. and more people talking about it and that's it feel I could I'm, could be hopelessly naive but it just feels like the more like people that are serious and yeah. talking about doing it the more likely it's actually going to be I think done. we
1: need to believe in, in the idea I think a lot of people are too cool to believe that you can have a successful career especially if you don't move to LA or New York full time mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, and I think if we start taking it seriously and say well no we need to figure out how to have a career how to make money how mm. to start a TV series here how to you know do whatever projects we want to do mm-hmm. then we can do it it if we all are like of course
3: you can't we can gonna do that right. and if we believe it we can build a roller coaster we can do it
2: yeah that's literally true <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about that you know everyone i feel like everyone is like you gotta move you mm-hmm. gotta move everyone's always asking me when are you moving and i'm like i i'm not opposed to like if I got uh, um, you know an opportunity or something, you know I'm not opposed. But right now, if I would were to move, I the plan would be move. Get some kind of shitty job to not die mm. and survive. Um, You're big on this whole not dying yeah, thing. Yeah, I did and then, um, and then also just kind of start from the ground up, I right. guess. Like, mm-hmm. you know, start doing shows. I mean, you have make, you'd have some connections, but you'd still
1: be basically
2: like a newborn baby out there being right. like, what? How does everything work? Right. And I don't, I feel like, you know, I, I have like, um, some credits, but I think they're not like like if I went to LA or New York, they'd be like so. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like who who? Yeah, who are from you? what I
1: hear, that's basically how it
2: works. I mean, right. it's it, if anything, it'd be more important who you know right. than those credits. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I feel like it's all strategy, and I hate that it's like this code we got to crack. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the right answer? Do I stay? Do I go? I don't fucking know. Do I like choose to be happy in a relationship <laughs> with someone I love, or do I go be sad or. and alone? Or <laughs> and <laughs> like drag him out there with you? Right. But Is that even fair? And, right. Yeah. It's like so many things. When, and you, then,
3: when you do that, it feels like you have a kid, and yeah. you're going to a party. It's, oh, there's another kid go play there oh, stand yeah, stand yeah. The target go target jobs here. Yeah.
1: yeah well yeah, it's it, you know and you and I were just talking the other day about this but you know this idea that I've talked to a number of people about about mm-hmm. being someone who can be based out of Austin but travel back and forth right. to LA and or New York and if mm-hmm. we could all set up some kind of you know community situation some kind of timeshare on an apartment yeah um, you know help each other
2: figure out how to maneuver the scene and get booked on shows. You know, yeah, I don't know, and I, I, feel like the conflict. The conflict is because I want so many things yes. out of mm-hmm. life. I'm like, I want a successful career in this thing that has no real like measure or end. Yeah, or and, promise, or promise, That's right? certainly no promise, exactly. but also no real end. Yeah. Right, but no also, real end.
3: but also no promise
2: but also no promise <laughs> and then i also want a good relationship and i also want not to be in debt yeah and then maybe i want to be a mom i don't know but i don't want to like shut that down yeah so i'm like how do i get all those and things we're getting to that age where we're like well if i want to be a mom right i gotta get on this exactly soon. yeah i know right in your 30s <laughs> He wants to be a mom. Um, so yeah, it's like so many things, and I he feel like mom. yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> uh, that's no, but that's a plan, yeah. right? I really do want to be like a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, that'd be tight. While while oh, yeah. he's out getting me dental benefits. Yes. That's, uh, yeah. that's benefits. the dream. Yeah.
2: That is the dream. Yeah.
3: And I do comedy I'll at do night. There is asleep but then, anyway for a yeah.
1: while, and then we all become millionaires and can reward them.
3: No, with, no, with no. nice because right. that's when I leave him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Oh, but then. You're, you're, no, not really. Yeah. Your
2: career succeeds, yeah. and then you neglect them, and they resent you. Yes. Yeah. But then you give them money and to like. K- compensate Katie and them. I try yeah, to talk yeah. a lot.
3: It's like they have a mean face, but you take a hundred dollar bill and you just wipe that mean face mm, off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. We're all still. Yeah. So for now, I'm like, well, I want to do as much as I can. To you know, hopefully take as many opportunities as I can, keep riding, keep on trucking. And don't truck it. You know, it's and it's weird, like every year things change where I'm like, Whoa, I didn't think I was gonna be here last year or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know what next year's gonna bring or what yeah. next or what you know, the year's not even over. So True You can never fucking tell what's gonna happen. Do you have any short term goals? Um, I want to lose about 20 pounds. That's get back into those underwear Yeah Get back into those underwear I found
3: <laughs> She carries them around In her pocket Just as an incentive Like one day baby Just smelling
2: them they' <laughs> will be this cool. uh, it, it would be I wanna um, I wanna do A web series mm-hmm. That I'm uh, Currently writing Nice throwing, cool. throwing some ideas Out in the world
3: That's another thing You no. sketch people You sketch people Which is writing <laughs> discipline Like actually sitting down And banging out And writing stuff I feel like it takes yeah. Longer for well, I. I
2: learned this From my friend CJ Hunt Who's in New York And being super Successful Mm -hmm. Um, We used to write Just like 15 minutes a day Mm -hmm. Or like 10 minutes Like whatever Cause you know We all got ADD And can't handle Like a whole hour
0: Yeah
2: Um, So we would just like Put a timer And be like Okay Write Write ideas Just like One sentence One sentence One words And then We would like the timer would go off And it's like Okay which of these Do you like And then we'd put like Five more minutes And then try to flesh out nice. That thing That is And cool. then just do it again The next day So like instead of Cause it does suck To be like oh, I have to commit a whole hour To yeah. write this This dumb doesn't thing. This doesn't
3: feel yeah, <laughs> yeah Especially at that point Cause like yeah. You have an idea That like, this could be good But you don't yeah. look at it and say Oh this is fucking hot Right You look at it like oh, This could, be, this is this could stupid. go nowhere
2: And I'm gonna check Facebook Like 50 <laughs> well, times Well that's yeah. something
1: <laughs> I have recommitted to I'd, I'd gotten bad about this For a while But now When I go to, to the coffee shop I'm leaving my phone at home, Especially if I go to the coffee shop Oh I, my place You've
3: been on that For a while that's
1: No a but then I, it, got, it got bad again oh, okay. And then yeah. I just The other day I was like Oh Because I, I think I Almost like accidentally Left it at home And then I was like Oh my god my like This is so much better And there's right. like A couple of things That I need to look up Later, right. But that's not always my excuse. It's like, well, what if I need to look up, you know, how to spell a word? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how this animal of I got to do that whatever. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's,
3: it's insidious. It like creeps back into your life like an old girlfriend or something. That's
1: how it's yeah. these fucking phones. You know how this is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's a I don't know. It's my advice to like, leave the phone yeah. at home. I mean, you'll have to get an egg timer.
0: Leave the phone
3: at home. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. Take whatever, an egg time. timer to the <laughs> coffee shop, <laughs> like
3: and no watch. one will think you're crazy at all. I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What yeah. if you just like take the egg timer, it goes off, and you're like, "Oh, the muffins are done."
1: <laughs> no. You
3: pull muffins out of your bag.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, was she g- cooking
1: muffins yeah. in the bag? I don't know. Just crazy. Fucking lesbians with their <laughs> muffin purses.
3: <laughs> portable a, easy bake ovens. It's a
2: new stereotype. Yes.
3: Um, <laughs> Please. I got some um, questions. You got more questions?
2: No, you go ahead.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. No, we, we, we got some.
1: I mean, I have questions if we need, we need to have for, questions.
3: Oh, no, but, I got plenty of questions. Okay. <laughs> I'm need your questions. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to, because we're getting eh, kind of closer to yeah, time. Yeah, right we yeah, we need to wrap up soon. So I want to ask some just like preliminary sort of stuff. So one, do you, how often do you go to mics just to <laughs> see what the fuck is going on?
2: Never. Never, <laughs> never <laughs> yeah. with
3: the mics. You're probably, yeah, yeah. you probably, well, you work stuff out, out yeah. on stage then. Are
1: there, any, mm-hmm. uh, are there any mics that you do at all? Mm, I was going to say, mm. I don't think I've ever seen you at anything.
2: No. And um, I've been doing, like, for the past couple of months, I've I've been on, like, f- three or four stand-up shows a week. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting, like, reps in there. This is, yeah. Um, and then... I get
3: that. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I I, I don't want to brag, but, like, lately I've been going to Mike's less because I've been getting on yeah. more shows. But, yeah. But the problem is that I my process involved mics before yeah mm-hmm. so i think that your process can, was developed in a different way you start mm-hmm. doing stand-up yeah. and everything mm-hmm. like that so i almost need to be doing a certain amount of mics to like just start bits or
1: right you have to think about those shows as mics whichever ones you can i mean
3: yeah sure yeah but but okay but uh but but you still see bad comics oh yeah okay and the oh I do yeah.
2: feel guilt for not going to Mike's you shouldn't because I feel yeah. like because no. people have brought it up to me a lot and yeah. they're like you know you don't even go to Mike's that's and dumb, I'm like no. I'm like yeah I know but it's because I want to see uh, my friends like, and, yeah, and that's have that's like, life
3: to me that's <laughs> yeah. And that's like getting mad at somebody for not going to the gym if they're yeah. getting in but shape but they elsewhere. also tell
2: me that I don't go to the gym
3: yeah
0: no, we're Separate issue They're like yeah, Vanessa They
2: always bring it up to yeah. me
3: <laughs> But you need I think you need to work at comedy And if you're yeah. working at comedy I mean that's the yeah. funny thing Is like That's like people over glorifying Mike's mm-hmm. where it's like No these are a means to an end Like we yeah. do, Is this where you wanted Louis to be Louis C.K. Or, is
1: not going to Mike's right. Yeah By the way And he's know, not but,
3: And then when he does He's not going Like when he yeah. would do a stop in at the velvet. Yeah it was doing because he's working on shit Not yeah. because like you know.
2: Yeah I find that like it helps me to just sit and like write Mm -hmm. or like if I have like an open evening I'm like this is I want to like take the story like especially when I've been like sane on stage I'm like okay now how do I like write a script for it Mm -hmm. so so that's kind of helpful for me is just to like go to a coffee shop and just write it out and then kind of play it in my head sure um but, but he, yeah but
3: here's my that was the that was a preamble for i this. feel
2: like mics make me lose confidence
3: oh yeah <laughs> but here's what's good is that i will say uh, is mm-hmm. that what's because we were talking about this last night and i do want to kind of address it is that mm-hmm. like if you're uh, the kind of comic that gets stuck at mics and mm-hmm. you t- can't get out of the mic things like that is a real problem and i know this is a kind of advice program and mm-hmm. uh, but i don't know how to it's like, find a way to be funny or weasel your way into Are you talking
1: about people who, who are like, have been doing mics for years yeah, and no not Yeah, because
3: here's what it is. And even, even let's say a year. So it's not... okay. But what's difficult is you think about it, It's like, oh, your entire comedy experience has been a negative one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and you see, and it generates this like really negative attitude in the comics because you know it's like one thing if you get to do shows every once in a while so you're seeing oh because shows i mean the audience ex- even if it's not a great show like the audience expects you to be funny there's confidence yeah. people mm-hmm. are doing their best it's there's very there, like,
2: people Fuck there yeah, yeah. absolutely
3: when you if you if you're only it's like being in dark city like if you're it's just if you're just at open mics uh and mm-hmm. so like yeah i i don't think because i was trying to figure out why are they always such bad audience members Mm-hmm. Because there's there's like bitterness and everything like yeah. that. Um. Mm-hmm. So I so I feel a little bit bad. So get out of that. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention it because we were talking about like, oh, you don't go to Mike's. Like, yeah. Look, like, the people. There's some people that that's all they're doing <laughs> and it ain't great. So.
2: Yeah. But um, you asked if oh like,
3: my. But the question was just this: when you bad see bad comics uh-huh. and when, uh, new comics, let's say you know, yeah, new, yeah. What is the thing that just drives you crazy and you're like, don't do that anymore. this will help you if you don't do that or vice versa. Like, do uh-huh. a little bit more of that. I think that'd be helpful for our listeners. There's a lot of people.
2: Um, I feel like when I see a bad comic or, or they're not doing well, I feel like it's just their presence for me. Because I'm like, you look, you're you're you you're standing very still. You look afraid. Yeah. You're saying like funny things, but no one's you know you're not really selling it. Yeah. Um. So that, yeah, I'm always just kind of like. I want to like shake them and be like relax yeah. a little bit, um, but I know it, it 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 takes a while to get there. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's my thing. Like going back to the the like when you go up there and like especially the audience, they know you're scared or nervous. I feel like everyone just gets nervous for you. Yeah, so it's just like.
0: Uh, Like everyone's
2: just watching with like a, oh no. A a puckered butt. Yeah. Mm. And it just looks like they're trying to like get through it. it's like, I want this to be over rather than like really having fun up there and like just being like chill. This
1: is, that's something that I've been like struggling with the past couple of months. Like I stopped having fun Mm -hmm. and started getting more like wanting to get through it and 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 I think what I finally realized last night what happened was um, it went from like Moon Tower through FPIA and then it was like I had my wedding and then like several headlining shows and it just felt like especially in the midst of like trying to enjoy my wedding and honeymoon and all this and I'm like with this comedy Mm -hmm. it just felt like all these things felt like an imposition and it felt like um, I have to do well at these things and I just lost all my fun and I then I went and did Gatsby last night which is one of my favorite shows to do because there's no stakes yeah it's this late night thing there's usually I mean there's sometimes there's more people than others but like there's just this weird energy there where you can kind of say whatever you want and I can be really shitty there and it does mm-hmm. not matter. Yeah. And I needed to go do that. It's so like I went and I headlined punch and I just, I mean, it went well enough, but there were parts that I hated about myself, you know, and there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was stiff uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of it and just all that kind of stuff you're talking about. Right. Um, But then I went and did Gatsby and just was able to like, you know, like be free. And I was like, Oh, right. I haven't had fun in months because
3: it sounds like you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Well, Yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. There's, a, there's this correlation between like the better the show that you are on. I still think yeah. you do very well at them, but you feel worse about what you did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had to like, I, you know, I don't know,
0: but
2: I feel that too. Like I feel like, especially with that, uh, with like FPIA and everything and then getting booked on bigger shows. I always feel that pressure too. It's like, right. well, well, shit, I have to be good. Now I got to mm-hmm. do
1: these the solid jo- But then I yeah. feel like this dancing monkey. And then I, so that's why yeah. Gatsby is so good for me, but just because I, then I can like, do whatever I want. Right. And I was like, I want, like, that's why I do this is mm-hmm. to have fun, to say the things I want to say, right. to explore those things. And so, yeah, but it's just something I had to, like, I say cyclically I have to, like, snap out of this shit where right. I feel like, you know, I have to do well. And mm-hmm. so, and when I do th- better when I don't feel those stakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes
3: sense. I, feel I don't that think too. it's, I don't think that, I think that pressure can be good in a competitive sense, but yeah, I don't right. think in terms of the art of stand up like, I don't think that it makes it better there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: It's like, how do you feel enough pressure to make sure that you're doing your best all the time, right. but not so much pressure that it stifles you on stage?
3: Well, one, one good thing I, I, think, I think is there, there's this issue about <laughs> yeah. fear. Like, Mark Marin talks about it a lot, a lot of comics do, which is like once you get really really good, which we're not at this level yet, but like once you get really really good, the f- motivating exciting fear How just kind of goes Marin, away. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> no he Mark Maron is so good. Have kidding. you seen him?
1: Yeah, I have seen oh, him. Oh god.
3: I'm I'm a big fan. But it um, yeah. but and I hope he hears that. I know Mark I really think yeah. You're funny No she thinks Anytime I like a performer It's cause I, I think One day I'm gonna meet him And I he's have gonna have to, heard it
1: I <laughs> have to balance out
3: <laughs> I got Mark Marin's egos Because right. Mark Maron's
1: Yeah Because Jared is always You know up their asses So yeah, I have to bring them Back true. down just you're you're like, In case uh, they listen To this I'm podcast just, I don't just, want Mark Marin Thinking he's hot shit now I know think know it's mean?
3: worth it If he, if he <laughs> oh, listens yeah. To this podcast But anyway
1: I missed now I've forgotten What we were talking about Oh
0: oh, just the
3: idea That in some sense Like that fear is good And motivating Mm -hmm. And how like When you go on stage After you've been doing it For a while And once you've gotten to a certain point you're just not afraid anymore and that it like really does take a lot of life well that's part of
1: what happened too is like simultaneously I felt pressure but not afraid Yeah, that's how I've been feeling for the past and and it just like is the worst Mm -hmm. so I'm like no I need to switch that where I have a little bit of fear but not so much pressure
3: you know you're not afraid of the audience in that anymore but now you're afraid of not doing well yeah. When I say afraid, I don't. I mean more in terms of like you are thinking about the negative possible future. Or something yeah, like
2: yeah. And it's also like I feel that pressure, and then it's like I don't want to say the same jokes again. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, I yeah. feel, I feel also pressure because I'm like they probably already heard all this. Mm-hmm. Or they've seen me, or yeah, especially before a show, someone's like, Oh, we've seen you. We're excited to see you again. And I'm you're like, like oh, shit, Damn it. Jokes, did yeah. You see? I know. But, but
3: honestly, I feel like especially storytelling I think it's even it's a little easier in the sense that I can hear a good story yeah. mm-hmm. many times. It and as, and even like like I listen to comedy series over and over again, there yeah. is diminishing return but it is not it doesn't last for months. Yeah, yeah. So if I, I can listen to the new yeah. Chappelle, I'll, I've, I have listened to it like two months ago. Uh-huh. I could probably listen to it right now. And it's not, the laughter's not going to be as big, but it's still But then if you were seeing big. him
1: live, yeah. you yeah. would be telling it slightly differently. Absolutely. And that's right. the thing. So I know when I watch you or other comics who I like, I can hear you tell the same story or the same jokes. And I mean, usually it's spaced out in time a little bit anyway, and still really enjoy it. And sometimes I even for- to, forget. You're talking
3: to Vanessa or me. <laughs> She's not going to me. <laughs> no, it's, but
1: it's like, it's like, I, I can hear those jokes and a lot of times with comic, I'll forget what the punchline was or how that story quite ends and so it is still, and so of course with audience members, they're not seeing us nearly as often as we're seeing each other right. so I should know that in my head, but I still feel way too much pressure yeah. to be like not repeating stuff, yeah, yeah. and in my head a little bit about like have they have too many of these people heard this before or mm-hmm. quite this way. And I think I I need to. I was thinking about this too, like let go of. I I do record all my sets, mm-hmm. and I I recommend that for people at least to, to do it more than they do if they don't do it at all. Yeah, but I realized like I've gotten too. I've got. I've swung the pendulum back a little bit too much in terms of like having more of a set list, making sure I listen to the last time I was on that show, and don't repeat those. I think I need to fucking lighten up about yeah, like my research and planning that I do. And I mm-hmm. again, that came from that pressure of Moon Tower and FPIA and, and headlining sets and stuff. And it's just like I think that getting rid of that, you know, changing that fear pressure thing. You
3: stop smoking weed too, yeah. right?
1: Well, I don't smoke weed before I go on stage um, very often anymore, although I did a tiny bit last night at Gatsby. But it's like I needed to. I can there, and I needed to, but I I enjoyed... Being like having myself be sober on stage mm-hmm. and feeling like I can do that and be in control, but yeah, sometimes I'm like, "Well, I gotta drink and do drugs a little bit
2: more now, right?" Because I've gotten to too chill. sober. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. There's no right answer. Uh. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? You, guys, you know, know <laughs> that's why this podcast is called "Leading the Blood." Um we all hate it
1: let's stop
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're obviously miserable uh, yeah.
3: okay got question number two okay. um, so if you could go back and uh, cause it's really I always explain this it's really hard to just tell comics give people advice it's hard but yeah. they don't want to be assholes they don't they're like, oh it doesn't necessarily apply to everybody but you could go back and tell your younger self just starting comedy
1: how about it? just starting stand up
3: that, yeah that's like, a now. good point okay. just starting stand up okay. what would you tell yourself What advice would you impart on you?
2: I would say uh, stop being afraid and um, don't doubt. Stop doubting yourself. Yeah. I I feel like I still do. I feel like every time. I mean, then I was really doubting myself. But I feel like any time there's like a big show, there is still like a and and you know i've i've i'll i have like my tight stuff and i know that it'll be fine but there's still that like this is going to suck they've already heard it or this time it's not gonna work or whatever you know like that you
3: just knowing yeah. that, that those thoughts are not real and productive is right. it, Is goes a long way
2: yeah yeah
1: should we all be listening to Eminem before we go into that type of thing though <laughs> you know I listen an, to Andrew it? Murphy's
3: bit about it that's yeah. what yeah, helps yeah,
1: yeah.
2: that's <laughs> so good I don't
1: know why everyone always does the lose yourself song I listen yeah. to Till I Collapse that's my um,
3: oh it's cause of the, the movie, movie.
1: No, I know, but exposure. I'm just saying, if anyone is if you looking uh, for a better Eminem song, I think thing like, yeah. yeah.
3: And then my last little question here is, mm-hmm. uh, if you could change anything, Magic Wand style.
2: Magic uh, Wand.
3: Magic Wand, anything you want, so it doesn't have to be realistic, about Austin comedy, about the scene, about t- comedy here generally, what would it be?
2: Uh, um, Magic Wand, I would say, um, yeah, definitely more industry. Um, here and um, just like opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, in that sense of like um, just big big things being filmed here and 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 being able to to take that next step you know if here, we
1: have any like anybody in government who's listening to this um, maybe you can like lower the taxes on film production right. stuff because mm-hmm. I know Atlanta did that and it's working well for them or Georgia oh, yeah. yeah
3: Atlanta's doing
1: it. that but that's it that's why it happens mm-hmm. it's like if you lower the mm-hmm. taxes on how that works so yeah right. I don't know if we have any legislators
3: and then we won't give any money to the poor people that's also okay. that's another well, that's reason Georgia was board, Georgia, right. no well I was saying Georgia was cool with it because Georgia just like lowers taxes right. in every Domain,
2: and then we can have a like comedy stand-up uh, union, and with oh I'm benefits. down with that shit. <laughs> yes, and yeah, I would say that that would be an. You guys want any jokes in your life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know no, we'll you don't care. Right actually, it turns out you don't care. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll strike Netflix right now. has enough. Okay, show Yeah, we should have a comic strike.
3: Well, it's <laughs> weird too because <laughs> they have an actor. See
1: how you like that, Austin? Oh, no, most of you still don't know that. It, okay, but isn't that yeah. weird? I, I have didn't have know an there act- was comedy. They world. have an just last night. Fucking dork from Google. I was sharing a lift with this guy who works at google and he was didn't know and i'm like you piece of shit 22 year old gay dude who gets to take take your google people to rainy street and that's he gets paid i think he's like this guy like in Mad Men, the um oh god account managers this fucking like 22 he's an actor no he just works for google and i think he's like an account manager he didn't know there was comedy here his job is to take people around to to party in austin and he didn't know there was comedy and i'm like (laughs) God, God. <laughs> sounds right
3: yeah yeah. but i would say like he yeah, knows now but actors I don't know. actors have like uh unions and writers have unions. Yeah. yeah we should have a union
1: okay well look into
2: the yeah, like yeah, do the research it'll, it'll never happen. happen. i don't know how that works <laughs> yeah but yeah, um we're <laughs> well, not well, I don't we're think not gonna... organized to put that together guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I, just, I think the
3: idea of starting a union is probably no. really hard but like, like no that. one's
2: already paying i think you have yeah. to like be getting paid well once you
3: get once you get on a project they have to pay you if you're the city should
2: fund us all
1: yes
0: (laughs)
2: i think that
1: would be great yeah um okay so we got to get out of here soon but let's do our our last segment which is now endorsements um Mm -hmm. so it could be anything uh you know comedy related but um something that you've encountered lately or just your favorite from your whole life um but whatever comes to mind and we'll let you go last Um, okay so my endorsement this week is this comedian Drew Michael another guy I saw at Moon Tower this year I saw him a couple times and I've been um, I like circled all the people that I liked and so I went down a a YouTube rabbit hole with him but Mm -hmm. I just realized he also has two albums on Spotify so I haven't listened to them yet but I'm sure they're really great because he's uh, he's one of those people who, and to look, you look at him initially, and you're like, mm, this guy's gonna be a douche. But yeah. then turns out really smart and funny, and like I just love his style. And so anyway, oh, Everyone check that out, Drew Michael.
3: Um. I would say I'm going to endorse Mac Blake's EP, Live at Coldtown. Listen oh, to that yeah, shit. Oh, that's so good. It's not on Spotify yet, but I'm pretty sure it's on iTunes. And, yeah, it was. I was money, there. You know? Yeah, because yeah, he deserves it. He's fucking hilarious. It was really good. Uh, and I was just, like, personally, yeah, I was at the taping, so it oh. just feels a little bit more like, yeah. oh, my God, I saw that happen.
1: Can you hear your, so funny.
2: your laugh at all in the recording? I don't think so, no. Oh. I don't, I didn't hear. Yeah, Mac, Mac Blake's, like, uh, superhero... <laughs> To to me, yes, he's yes, so fantastic, right? So funny, and I, I I love it because a lot of his material is like you know that sketch brain. Mm-hmm. So I I like that a lot. Um, so. You already took Mac Blake. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and endorse um, Nathan Erman. Ooh. I'm a big Nathan fan. I really enjoy watching him, um, and he's like real nice, sweet boy. <laughs> there
3: we go. Man. Just
2: endorsing him as a human. Yeah. Okay.
3: As a person walking and, around. And he's
2: uh, yeah, I love watching him and um, do comedy. I feel like just. Um, like I've I've seen him since he's started and now just to see where he's at it's great he's really good the,
3: him at FPIA yeah this year it's like a real big because he advanced last year too but like yeah uh, this I thought it was a big difference
2: oh yeah yeah I thought he's, he's grown
3: tremendously he's definitely he's really good.
1: growing yeah. Um, yeah and if any of our listeners any of our open mic you know listeners have never been to the hops and grains show that happens every Thursday at eight kills uh, it mm-hmm. yeah go see that great show. show that's a that's a show you should definitely see.
3: Or, and strive to be strive on strive to be on comic, obviously yeah. Yeah, yeah but you know but also For,
1: but, but, and also but. open mic comics if you're not going to shows um, ever cuz you're just doing open mics go see go some to shows, shows. and that's one of the shows you you know should mm-hmm.
2: want to be on should go see yeah, yeah, yeah it's be so, it's so great i would say strive to be on that show that's what i would say
1: cool here <laughs> <laughs> here here <laughs> yes all right um, hey do you are you trying to drop your middle name? I can't. Okay. Oh, I for
2: don't. The, I mean, it's on my Facebook. What's your, but middle, what's your middle name? Marie. Marie. Vanessa Marie Gonzalez or <laughs> Vanessa. Gonzalez? Because I feel okay. like, what do you? What well, do you think? there's there's like
1: statistically like there's so many Vanessa gonzalez's So if you would keep the middle name, then it's easier like for
2: people to Google you and stuff. Oh, I like that. Yeah.
3: Should I go by my middle name?
2: What's your middle Jared name?
3: Jared Wells McCorkle.
2: No, Jared Wells. How about just Jared Wells? It's actually it's short
3: for Jared Wells Fargo McCorkle. Oh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. should
2: I just be Vanessa Marie? Maybe is that no. sounds sounds like a, like a, a singer? singer. Yeah. I like I like Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, I think okay, Gonzalez. Gonzales. Mm-hmm.
1: Just cause, yeah, is it's that way you. What's you're, is your What's your website?
2: It's just finessacomedy.com dot
1: Vanessa Comedy. Yeah. You could, ooh, you got Vanessa Comedy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no, it, oh, it doesn't really. Matter. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. For like, if someone's typing in YouTube or something, mm-hmm. if you type in Vanessa Gonzalez, you're probably gonna get some other shit. <laughs> oh, there's <But> so <laughs> many. Yeah. So I think you should
2: probably keep it. Yeah, I I like it, and everyone tells me that. of oh, yeah, cool. okay. And my mom's a a big fan of that, but fuck her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. If you're listening, what's her name? <laughs> Dog
3: seller. Esther. Oh, that's Esther. a great name. Gonzalez,
1: her old lady. Sorry, yeah. you old sound lady. <laughs> <laughs> old. I know. I know. I work
3: with a young woman named Esther. <laughs>
1: my mom's name is Martha. <laughs> it's like, well, Those are oh, older a, woman names. My mom's by her middle name.
3: Name is Sharon
1: also it's kind of no that's a little middle. bit younger it's in the middle yeah like how old nine, is she
3: uh f- god i can't say online, or on, online. i can't
1: online oh on the internet <laughs>
3: yeah on the internet just going
1: out to the internet yeah well i don't know my mom's wait what year is it so she's, she's my
3: mom's in her 50s
1: i was gonna say yeah because yeah. my mom's 20. like uh, gonna be 62 this year how old's your mom 63 yeah uh, so can, that's why we, we have Esther that? and martha i'm just saying sharon is like if your mom yeah your mom's 10 years younger than ours uh, I mean, I hope oh, my yeah. mom doesn't my listen to this be, my, mom's my mom's gonna one be time
3: 60 this year
1: said something, like when it first came out my mom was like, how do, I can't figure out how to listen to your podcast never responded to that
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're not Yeah, you're the best <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyway, thanks for uh, hanging out with us it's Yeah, thanks um, for having me Thanks, we learned a lot You're the best Namaste. Also, Namaste. turns out we don't know anything okay. yeah. Yeah. together, Let's quit <laughs> <laughs> Namaste! Yay. Nice. Thanks for sticking with us guys I hope you got as much out of that as I did And if you want more from us um, I will be On uh, the local sh- The show that's happening at the local Tonight at 10.30 if you're listening On Thursday June 22nd And then on Friday, both Jared and I are at the Velveeta Room at 11 o'clock for the banter show that Mac Blake hosts. And this show is a ton of fun and you should really come check it out. And Vanessa Is also on Friday night June 23rd This is at 10pm She'll be live at Colt Town. So come see us do some comedy And I've decided this week To promote our YouTubes So if you want to follow me on YouTube You can just go to YouTube.com Slash Ariel Norman And if you want to follow Jared Just go to YouTube And search Jared McCorkle Of course J-E-R-E-D M-C-C-O-R-K-L-E And then just go to Vanessa VanessaComedy.com to follow Vanessa, and you can click on a YouTube link there. Neither of us, none of us has been promoting our YouTube uh, to people so far, so this is my start to try to encourage people to let's all subscribe to each other on YouTube if we like each other's comedy, because that's important for our careers, maybe.
0: International.